0: Oh my goodness, what a long period of time it's been <laughs> since I've done an episode. And I tell you what, if you're sick of me by now, I don't blame you. It seems to just be this pattern of like me disappearing for months, coming back for a month, saying I was back, then disappearing for months, and then coming back for a month and then disappearing all over again. And I mean, yeah, I'm back now. And I know what you're probably thinking, yeah, what, for like a month or so? And then you're going to disappear again? Maybe. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. I'm really going to try to be uh, back now. But it's uh, it's been a really kind of crazy couple of years. I mean, everyone's kind of said that because 2020 onward was just kind of a blur. I was thinking the other day, I really can't remember 2021. Like I was looking at photographs And I was like, I mean, I remember doing this, but I don't remember it being September 2021. You know what I mean? It just that year was such a weird blur. You think 2020 would be like that. But the problem is, is that at least in 2020, we got a normal first little bit of the year in Australia. It was only a couple of months, but life was normal for a bit. And then it was not normal, but that was memorable in 2021. I think it all just blurred together. But anyway, I went through some personal life stuff, as I uh, have said on previous episodes, and it took a while to get all the wheels turning again, because I mean, if you don't know what goes on behind. The scenes here. It's not just me doing this podcast. I have a million things going on and they all needed to occur in a certain order. And I could just never find my flow with I Am Northbound. So I just thought to myself, like earlier this year, rather than try to, I don't know, it just, even though I got good feedback about the uh, in the car episodes that I was doing, I just didn't feel right doing them because it really felt like I wasn't giving you the attention you deserve. I mean, listening to this podcast, you've likely been around for a long period of time. And I mean, some of you have supported me for years and I just didn't feel like I was giving you the attention you deserve. So I thought, I'm going to wait till I can. And um, I'm back now and I can do it. Uh, Because I've been really busy with creating content for IamNorthbound.com. Just to give you an example, I'm pretty sure this is episode number like, I don't know, we're in the early 60s of I Am Northbound. And I've been doing this podcast for since 2018 or 2019 around there. And it's hilarious because I've been doing Real Talk for IamNorthbound.com. And Real Talk is currently up to episode number, uh, I don't know, we're, we're pushing into the 90s soon. Like, isn't that crazy? I'm nearly, I'm heading toward episode 100. Yeah. With I am Northbound, I'm still in the sixties and it's like three years older than real talk is. It's just, I've been so much more consistent with other content. And I mean, if you're listening now and you're part of I am Northbound.com, the inner circle, then you'd know there's so much content there. I want to bring back this podcast, but as I said, I had to get other wheels in motion first, but I have, and I'm on a roll with creating content. I'm sending out my newsletter twice every week with the latest social media updates, as well as content opportunities. Cause a lot of music artists say like, I don't know what to post. And I can just be like, I mean, yeah, like here you go. It's the date. I mean, what, what day do you want? You know, the 3rd of September. Okay, cool. We'll look at the email. on The 3rd of September, here are the national holidays being celebrated on that day. So you could like use that to leverage in your content if it can make it work. Or if you're not interested in that, I give a literal prompt, like tell your audience about the best live show you've ever played or like uh, the meaning behind one of the songs on your album or something like that. So I'm just spoon feeding you everything you need to create good content through these emails plus great value at the front and recommendations of like cool books I've read or magazines. Um, I've no magazines, we're talking about online articles. Um, I'm so old and, um, or also, um, you know, different podcast episodes and just, just things that I think you'd really like or that you could really benefit from checking out. So I, I I mean, there's tons of good stuff in those emails. So if you haven't subscribed, you can go to jasonjohnevans.com. That's J-A-Y-S-O-N-E-V-A-N-S with John in the middle. What a terrible job I did of saying that. It's J-A-Y-S-O-N-J-O-H-N-E. V-I-N-S. Jason John Evans, Jason with a Y.com, and it will take you to where you can sign up to the list and you can get that. Um, but I just want to tell you something um, a little bit personal before we get into today's episode um, with the new content strategy. I am saying right now, like, I've really found the momentum for I Am Northbound again. I know exactly what this podcast is going to be. I know how I can help you. I've gotten great feedback from tons of music artists. And for all of you that reached out and let me know that you missed the podcast and wanted me to do more episodes, like, I mean, thank you from the bottom of my heart because you really really helped me realize the role that I need to play and or more so just the, the, what I was put on the earth to do. And I've been doing it through a million other angles, but you're right. I, I need to be doing it through this podcast as well. So thank you really to everyone for all the nice messages I received and um, motivation that you gave, because you gave me tons. And I mean, that's what you played a part in me being back here right now, recording this episode. So That's really cool stuff. Um, And I thank you for that. But I found my my, my momentum moving forward. I know exactly where this podcast needs to go and the type of content I should be creating for it. And I've got better systems in place to make sure that I don't miss episodes and can create good content. Um, but a little while ago, that wasn't the case. And because it was so hard to get the wheels rolling again, I decided a couple of months ago to end I am Northbound. Eventually that met would mean, well, immediately that would mean the end of the podcast. And I was going to record an episode to say, Hey everyone, thank you so much for the support. But this is likely going to be the last episode of I Am Northbound ever, or at least until I can uh, figure it out again. As I said, I just felt like I wasn't giving you the attention you deserved. And you deserved better. I, I rather than, even if you liked the episodes, because I know people did, but I, I you deserve better than me just talking to you while I was driving in the car to somewhere else. You know what I mean? You needed dedicated attention. And um, yeah, I just, I just felt like I could do better and I I wasn't delivering that. So I was kind of disappointed and because it had been like a year uh, off of me from creating routine content, it was really hard to get the wheels rolling again. And um, so, yeah, I I just, I just wasn't happy with what I was doing. So I was like, I'm going to do something brand new. I'm going to bring out a couple of new podcasts, change my direction and focus more on that. There have been many times in my life in which I think that the universe is aligning to get me in a certain place at a certain time to make things happen. And if I ever try to force something that is somehow feels like is against my direction of where I need to be it just doesn't work. And no matter how much I try to make it work, it just won't. And then it works when the time is right, you know? And that's exactly what happened with this. I sat down and recorded a 20 minute episode, um, or maybe it was 15, but it was a long episode of me thanking everyone, but essentially saying this is the end of I Am Northbound and what my intentions were to move on to. And if you you could follow me to next, and I, I, it was the end of the podcast. And I lost that file. I don't lose files. I'm very good with digital storage and archiving my stuff. I don't lose files. I can't remember another time that I've lost a file, thank goodness, because I don't lose them. It would mean undoing sometimes hours and hours of work. So I mean, maybe even weeks of work if I'm working on a big project. So I don't lose files. Somehow I lost that file inexplicably, right? So I was like, okay, I'll just re-record the episode again. I didn't think much of it. And then I sat down and recorded it again. And that episode wouldn't even export out of logic properly. It doesn't make any sense. I'm like, maybe the universe is trying to tell me don't and I am northbound yet. I was like, okay, so I didn't. And sure enough, a couple of months later, here I am now knowing exactly... what I need to supply to everyone and the type of podcasts I need to create. So, I mean, I'm just here with a a new passion. Okay. This is exactly what I'm all about. And as I said, I have not stopped creating content everywhere else. It's just been this podcast that I've been a bit slack on. And uh, so that's why I wanted to wait till I could do it properly. And moving forward, I Am Northman's going to be a bit different. It's going to be uh, sometimes just me chatting and answering questions. I've gotten so many questions submitted by music artists asking about stuff they want me to talk about on the podcast that I'll be working my way through them as well. Um, But also I've been doing consulting calls with music artists and with their permission, I'm going to be sharing some of those consulting calls on these episodes, and I'm going to be sharing one of them with you today. I try to keep the information on this podcast as, uh, let's say, broad as possible so that no matter who is listening, no matter what kind of music you create, you can hear the way that it could somehow, at least you could consider how it could work for you, right? The strategies that I talk about but I know that a lot of people listening um, do actually prefer when I talk to someone individually and give them specifically targeted advice, because even though it's may not be a hundred percent relevant to them as a music artist, uh, meaning the listener, not the person I'm doing the consulting call with, uh, but it might give them like them a new perspective. You know what I mean? Of like, I've never thought about it this way before. Like that makes sense. Even though that wasn't for me, that is what I needed to see my picture more clearly. So And I know a lot of people loved the idea of hearing uh, these consulting calls that I've done. I don't know why I haven't recorded all of them over the years. I'd have so many to put on these episodes, but I have recorded some that I'll be passing on in these episodes, not every single week, but every now and then Um, I'm going to be giving, uh, I'm going to show you a couple episodes of Real Talk every now and then as well. Uh, Pass them on into this podcast so I can get you some of the value from inside the inner circle if you're unable to uh, sign up for that, which I understand some people aren't. Um, Doing that as well as doing the podcast traditionally, as I usually would, with topics that I usually have, I've gotten so many of them uh, ready to go. I've just got so much to talk about. It's really cool because I've been working so hard on my new book. I'm so happy with it. A couple of music artists in my inner circle are actually reading it early. Readers who said they love The 4D Songwriter, I said, trust me, I feel like this is better. And unanimously, everyone's reporting back that this book far exceeds The 4D Songwriter. Because I've been so deep in research and writing stuff down, I've got so many ideas that I want to pass on. And I, yeah, I just, I, I can't wait for you to, to be a part of this journey. So thank you so much for still sticking around. I'm going to make this podcast great again. <laughs> At the risk of sounding like Trump, I've been uh, studying so many different, uh, applica- uh, um, well, how would I say, inner workings and the manipulation tactics and techniques used by cults to understand how people can use them ethically to grow audiences and maybe trumps on my subconscious. How oh, how crazy. But anyway, today's episode, we're going to be looking at one of the consulting calls I've done uh, with a music artist recently and uh, I've talked to some great artists and we've talked about some great things. And in this call, I spoke to an artist from Canberra, which is actually the capital city of Australia, if you're not from here, which I understand most of my listeners aren't, which is about four hours drive from where I am. And I like to go down there once a year to visit my cousins. I love it down there that she was talking about the fact that she has new music coming out soon and she's looking for ideas for how to advertise that specifically by using paid ad strategies. Now, as far as calls go, this is um, quite a surface level topic of advertising. I've got other calls that I'll show you where we dive into more nitty gritty stuff, but I feel like this is a fantastic one to start with because it's such a good way to explain advertising in today's day and age, especially post the iOS 15 changes where Facebook and instagram ads are nowhere near as good as they used to be um
1: so i really want to invest um into doing some facebook like and social media type um advertising like sponsored posts um but for like my next release but i don't really have like an exact like strategy or plan um on how to like i guess get the most bang for my buck doing that so i was just wondering if you had any like um just tips and tricks on yeah i guess how to make the most out of um like sponsored um, social media posts.
2: The problem that I see a lot of music artists make is trying to advertise music first. So I call it music first marketing. And it's like pushing the song itself just for the song's sake by saying things like um, check out our latest songs, like pre-save it on Spotify. And then some people think they're doing the next level thing by coming out and saying, um, Oh, it's amazing. Like it's the heaviest thing you've ever heard. If you're a metal band, or it's like the most emotional thing you've ever heard. If you're another type of artist. But the problem is, is that people don't, like, won't check out um, music unless they have a reason to. And the problem with Facebook ads is that they either misreport or they misreport intention of data, or people at least misinterpret the clicks. So, what I mean by that is, is like, they'll go, oh, I, I worked, I got 100 or 200 clicks on my uh, ad. But if you could actually see individually the people that did that, they might have done it by accident and they clicked straight out and they might have bumped it. Like, Facebook might misre- like mis- misrepresent or misreport the data. So essentially what you want is that you don't just want people to click through and listen. You want people to stay around long-term from those ads, which is why I don't agree with all the ads strategies that people try to use with how to get uh, Spotify streams up or like trying to use, uh, you know, increasing your Spotify streams. i do it off like an Instagram story ad where people click it and they'll go through and they'll listen. But as soon as you start paying for it, people stop listening. So you obviously need to get people around long-term. So what I suggest you do is instead of releasing music or trying to use Facebook ads because you're attracting a cold audience at that point, instead of trying to just go straight into the cold audience and go, here's my music, uh, put another step in front of that that makes the staircase like smaller to climb. So your music might be that big of a stair. You've got to put a smaller stair, maybe a smaller one in front of it so they can get up to that. And what these smaller stairs are that I think personally work the best and results have shown do is connecting with the internal pain point of the listener. So if you wrote your song, the best way to do it is, is to summarize it into a sentence that says, um, if it's a song, like I wrote this song for blank type of people who are struggling with blank, which is a type of an issue. So I wrote this song for hopeless romantics who are struggling with letting go. Uh, now you know who you need to target and what they're currently struggling with. So therefore you can kind of work out what to say to them. Um, Easiest way for me to tell you how to do this to get the straight up way better results. If you're gonna market a song, is to say, um, "Have you ever felt like this?" Yeah, me too. That's why I wrote this song because I really want you to check it out. And you just essentially say it that way. Hey, like you don't have to come out and say, uh, "Have you ever felt completely heartbroken?" Yeah, me too. You could do that, and you will resonate with those people because it's going to call them out in their feeds and go, "Yeah, I can relate to that." So they've got it. they're interested, and they can increase those stairs to get them up to your music. I uh, you go, "Good. Well, now I've got your attention. Let me let you know I'm just like you." Uh, And then eventually say, because I want this song to be the soundtrack to that. And they go, now I want to check the music out. You've created those smaller steps. Um, But you don't have to come straight out and say, have you ever felt like this? Even though it does work. Uh, I say this because it's such a good formula and template. You should be using it all the time. But you don't just want everything you release to be, hey, have you done this? Hey, have you done that? So you can be like, you can just tell a story as long as you grab attention. Like, So I was thinking the other day... Uh, about how heartbroken I was when I went through my recent breakup or something like that, whatever the message of the song is. And those who can resonate with that will go, what, that's interesting. I feel like that or I felt like that recently. So you got their attention there as well. Um, but it all starts with finding out who you wrote your songs for, or ideally if you're doing an EP or in an album, is is to like summarize all of them together and be like, I wrote the albums for these type of people who are struggling with this issue. And then um <clears throat> excuse me, create marketing messages that are able to call them out directly. And um, that does way better for cold audiences, which is what Facebook ads or Instagram ads are going to be targeted at, than trying to just push your music first who have this idea of a listen path, which are the four stages of fandom. And the second one uh, stage in, which is one up from cold is curious. And people have to be curious before they listen to music. So you have to... There's no point talking to a cold audience with a curious audience strategy because it's incompatible and it won't work. So as I said, you've got the stairs. You've just got to make them smaller and more achievable for people. So before they know it, they've already started climbing them.
1: That makes a lot of sense.
2: And what would you say your music is about?
1: Um, well, I'd say, I'd say like the release that's coming up. I mean, it's a lot about like anxiety type, like social anxiety, just being like, but I don't know, I guess in the world and like what you project outwardly versus like what's going on inside your brain.
2: Yeah, right. So what you would do then I would say is to really get into where specifically that affects people in their lives. Not just have you ever felt like this, but what moments of the day do they feel like that and when do they feel like that the most? And you can do some really crazy things with ads. Like if you know that people usually feel like that at night before they go to bed, then you could set ads up to only show to people at night and they'll probably be more in that mood to want to take like something like that on, like increasing times of utmost or more ability, I would say not most to listen to music. Ideally utmost. But um yeah, I mean, that's that's probably if you think deeper into it, you can really get into the psychology of your listener, then it's just about speaking them, to them with a message that doesn't just say, Hey, listen to my latest song because I think you'll like it. They don't know who you are and they don't know whether to trust your recommendation yet. Um, you need to create a message that's essentially like a helping hand reaching out to them that they're just like, I'm struggling with something you can relate. Well, then we can kind of go through this together and then the curiosity will be increased. And then they that drives action. Curiosity drives action. So they'll keep moving from there
1: Because what you're saying now, so is it all like video format type stuff? So like really um talking like directly at the person. Um would you say that's more effective than like more graphics and like I don't know, I guess a post, like a still post versus like a video kind of post?
2: Yeah, I would split test it to see which one works better because there are different thought processes. For some people, one of the biggest mistakes you can make with like any form of advertising or sales copy or just anything in general when it comes to speaking to an audience is to say, I wouldn't respond to that. So my audience would respond to that as well. Because even though you are probably very similar to your audience, everyone has different ways they like to be communicated with. And even though I do say you find people who are just like you, there are extents to that, I guess. So so yeah, some people might like being called out with a video going, Hey, um, have you ever felt like this? Let me tell you my story about it and keep it short and to the point. Because ultimately, They don't, with all due respects, care about you yet. They care about their pain point. They care about that you understand it. So show them more that you understand it and then get to here's the solution. Like When you go to the doctor, if you went into the doctors and they're just like, Oh, I know exactly what you've got. Here's a um, prescription. You'd be like, You haven't heard me out yet. You haven't understood me. But they listen and then they prescribe. And that's what you want the ad to feel like. That somehow you've understood who you're talking to. If they're watching, they must be interested. And now you're kind of listening by I mean, that's weird to think about, but by because you're talking, but the longer they stay around, the more uh, compatible or at least connected they would be to that message or that issue, or more it will resonate, you say, more it does. So then you can say at the end, like, this is what I prescribe you, and they're more likely to follow it. Um, some people will like to be spoken to directly, and you could speak with a video and be like that. Other people might like video format, but instead of you calling it out directly, just tell your story about it and then say, that's why I wrote this song. And if you're going through it, you might want to check it out. It's a bit softer of an approach. But other people might be like, "Oh, that's too cheesy and marketing." I don't respond to that. They might scroll straight past it. So for that type of audience, um, I would suggest doing like a photograph that would capture their attention. A really good one. An example I use in um, my new book that I'm writing. who's an artist I work with that he came up with a uh, message, a motivation as I call it, a motivation message that was um, music for uh, m- music for the broken. I think it was something like that. And I was like, well, you shouldn't say music for, cause it limits you as just a music artist. So he tried to put a Facebook ad out, um, saying, Hey, pre-save my music and it didn't work. Like Instagram ads just was a failure. It just cost him money and no one really checked it out. But then we worked on his motivation a bit. Um, he found his motivation after running those ads and I was like, take out the music for, and then we did a bit of research into his audience and found out that people uh, in his audience that were going through mental health issues, which is what he was writing for, didn't really like in his audience, uh, like like considering themselves um, to be broken because that seemed irreparable sort of thing. And they didn't wear their scars proudly. They saw them as like imperfections. So we ended up changing it to the words, uh, but they, but they or we did find, sorry, that they they did look for a reason to embrace those scars. So we changed the words to being damaged is beautiful. And that's all it was. And he ran an Instagram ad that was just a photo of him with the words being damaged is beautiful written across his face. And we ran that ad with no call to action. Didn't say he had music, didn't say anything. But people were so curious by that image and they resonated so much with that message that they not only clicked through his profile, they not only checked out his content on his page, they not only followed him, they not only clicked the link in his bio, but stayed on Spotify, not just to listen to music, but to listen to multiple songs. And... To show you that one couldn't... like His original Facebook ads, music forward marketing, couldn't even get people to click through to listen. But the motivation forward marketing was like 5 or 6 or 7, I don't know how many I said then, conversion events. And all of them are just so hard to get, but he just smashed it out of the park because he resonated so hard. And that's what you've got to do is speak to people in that way that encourages their curiosity so that they go, I've got to find more of that. Where does this trail of breadcrumbs lead? And if it goes to music that can really help them, then now they know what they're going to get out of your music. Because um, otherwise, if it's just music, then it's like almost like a commodity. It's like, why should I listen to you over the artists I already like? um But if you go, this is why you should listen to me, then people go, oh, well, you know, that makes sense. I've got to check that out. You know what I mean? Talking about the uh, psychological functions of music listening, and this person uh, who has done this psychological study has found that people listen to music in, uh, to regulate arousal and mood, to achieve self awareness, and as an expression of social relatedness. And the third one is more like to do with audiences and how you appear amongst a group. But when you look at um personal reasons. Like self-awareness is an interesting one, but that's what I lean so hard into is that it's to regulate it, they say regulate arousal and mood, but I believe it's more for uh to seek emotional change because you put on music to feel happier, to dance like feel like if you're going out in town, you put it on because you want to get pumped up to go dance or whatever people listen to music for there. Um, if you're in a you know, um, uh, going to the gym, you want to listen to it for that reason. There's always a reason. So if you can find the reason that your audiences would like the benefit they get out of listening to your music and the relief it provides, then they're going to, of course, want to check that out if you can market it, or at least I'll say more accurately, frame that correctly to them.
1: That all makes so much sense. I mean, I feel like that's all really helpful. I don't even like, can't think of another question. Like I'm glad. <laughs> Here is done. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs>
2: Thank you so much for listening to this episode of I Am Northbound. If you want more episodes of advanced music marketing that dives into even crazier stuff than what you just heard, then go to IamNorthbound.com and join the I Am Northbound inner circle. Every single week, you're going to get access to a ton of content that talks about things that other people just aren't talking about. We dive into advanced music marketing strategies, psychology and its application to advertising, persuasion and scientific research. Trust me, this stuff is information you cannot get anywhere else and will give you the upper hand in growing your audience and getting your music heard.
1: Mm-hmm.